Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, people with pets, people without pets, people with video game systems, people without it. Welcome to the 808s and Chess Shops podcast, the podcast live from Bridgestone Arena. I am your host, Jeff, joined as always by Nick and the lovely Miss Wakanda Lisa Rice. Y'all say what's up to the people. Hey, y'all. Come on, stop us. All right. There it is. All right. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Man? How y'all doing? I'm good. All right. Nick, I was I right, tired. I was I right, to go to work today. Mm, that's part of it. I feel great. I feel great. I feel amazing. Yep. It's a good week. Real good. Real good wrestling week for me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. All right. So <laughs> you can follow the show, 808s and Chair Shots on the Instagram and the Facebook. You can hit us up on the X or the Twitter or whatever you want to call it at 808s Chair Shots because there is a character limit on the X Twitter or whatever Twitter X, however you want to word it. But yeah, man, we're going to get it going. It's a big week in wrestling. A lot of things happen. <laughs> you know, a lot of things. Got to go to Raw this week, y'all. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Got to go to my first Raw in a long time. Raw is three, Raw is three and a half hours, dog. Like, live? Four. Nah, guess what? They don't do the matches after Raw no more. So once it went off the air, once it went off the air for y'all, like, we were just sitting around, and it was over with. Shout out to the homies. It was just over with. We all were like, damn, man, no, no, no bonus Roman Reigns match or nothing like that. It was just over. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. There was a premium live event uh, over the weekend, uh, Survivor Series featuring War Games. Uh, we're not going to break down the full pay per view because a lot, a lot happened. As you can tell, I'm ecstatic about what happened at the end of the pay per view for a premium live event. But with that being said, we can start with you, Ms. Andrew. What was one of the things that stood out to you or maybe caught you by surprise on the Survivor Series? Minus what happened at the end. <laughs> Just one thing? Uh, sure, you, know, you can do more than one. You can do more than one. Okay, because Gunther, <laughs> as always, as uh-huh. always, standout phenomenal matches. Great. Um, The match... Itself was short, but Santos and Dragon Lee, Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee, they kind of, they didn't take me by surprise, but I was thoroughly entertained. And with that one, I'm looking forward to see what, if you see me looking off to the side, I got the card pulled up, Mm -hmm. but I'm thoroughly entertained and I'm looking forward to what Santos does in the future, Mm -hmm. especially with character development. I've been saying for a while, I was tired of the LWO. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad that things are are changing for them. And then for the main event, I was actually I was very happy that Randy Orton did in fact show up, mm-hmm. but his condition and his performance, I'm not gonna lie, it took me by surprise. But at the same time, as Randy Orton, so it really shouldn't have. Like I'm just I'm glad to see him back and still in phenomenal shape. Listen. As somebody myself who's trying to get in the gym a lot more than I normally would at this this age in my life, seeing him mm-hmm. come back after a year and a half off of a back surgery looking like that, dude yeah. looked like he didn't miss a beat. 
Like <laughs> not Namby. Not one. All he came in on beat on the one ready to roll. Like he didn't miss nothing. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Nick, how about you, brother? <laughs> dramatic, dramatic entrance. I'm gonna have plenty of them. I got you. Especially when we go to video, everybody. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Gunther can make the Miz look good. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Gunther's that guy. He is. I want him to take it off Roman, but it's not going to happen right now. No, he died now. totem pole, buddy. <laughs> but he could do it, though. He could. Out of everybody on the roster, I feel like Gunther could could do it with no interference. With none. Yeah, none. a lot. A lot would but, have to happen for that, though. Somebody got to go. You heal. know that, but somebody got to go to face. I'm just saying, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot that got to go down. Yeah. All right. The women's war games match is my favorite. There we go. Yeah. When when it's all said and done, all those women in that match can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. Now, what's gonna happen to damage control? Yeah. Um. Y'all remember the show, The Boondocks? Yes. Yeah. I remember. Thug Nipson. Thug Nipson. Yeah, I remember Thug Nipson. He had a song called "Stump Him in the Nuts," right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. That song was gonna have to play in the background while they stomp Bailey out. That song's gonna be playing because they really gonna stump her. Yeah, that's gonna be a generational ass whooping that might happen to her, and I'm gonna watch it if it happens. Now, okay. on the men's war games match, no, no, no. Let me go back to um Santos and Dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. I keep telling people Santos Escobar is that guy. Okay, you give him that heel roll, he's money. I did not like Goody Two Shoes Santos, but him as a heel, he's up there. So I like Santos as a heel. Now with the men's World Games match, if I had the mental capacity to turn down food and get in the gym, I'd be like Randy Orton. Because <laughs> that man is in great shape. Yeah. And he's talking about ten more years. Come on, bro. Come on, man. He could do it if he keep if he, he can keep do this it. up. He could do it. He, he knew he it. So he looks the part. The match was crazy. Um, yes. Jay Uso did a good job. Sammy, it was a great war games match. Um, it was a good match, man. I thought that we're gonna get a um. Cash in, but that didn't happen because you know why. <laughs> All right. So what stood out to me? I was I really liked the Zoe Stark Rhea Ripley match. Like I I'll be honest. I really like that match. I think um, this may be a hot take. Taking Roman Please. Reigns out of the equation, Rhea might be no, no, Mike. She's the biggest heel on the brand, on both on both brands. Take Roman out of the equation. And she is up there as biggest like attraction or star that they have. Like, she's like, I saw it live 
Monday night. Spoiler alert at the you know, at the Raw. Then of course watching Survivor Series. They treat her. I haven't seen them treat a woman in a sports entertainer like this in a while, right? In in basing this sheerly off of her in ring ability, her look on the outside, and not just you know we've seen Trish and Sable and all what, what, what how they did that, and then it it, it kind of got there with uh, Charlotte and Bianca and um, Mercedes Monet and you know Bailey and all that, but. Rhea is taking it. Rhea and Bianca Belair are taking it to another level to me, and it showed in Survivor Series. So that that stuck out to me. Everything you all said about the women's uh, war games match, women's war games match was probably the best match of the night. You know, with the spots, with the story mm-hmm. they were telling. Bailey, Bailey worked her butt off that whole match. Like she showed, it made me miss hug life, Bailey, like a little bit. As much as I enjoy Hill Bailey, I started to miss Hug Life Bailey. Just a just a tad. Just a tad. I think we're going to get back there because like Nick said, damage control is going to turn on her and it's going to be bad. <laughs> so, so I do believe that's coming back. Um, but yeah, everything you guys said, add in Rhea's match. Um, that it this was a really, really good, really, really good uh pay-per-view. You got our troop coming back. You know, it's all it's always fun to get our troop back. Um, you know, speaking about phenomenal shape, he looked to be in great shape as well. Of course, he wasn't in the ring, but just walking around, you know, truth looked like cliche, the truth. So, gotta love that. But that's enough about Survivor Series. Uh, let's let's get to what we're here for. <laughs> in Chicago, you know, uh, we talked about it here. Uh, we spoke about it. You know, WWE had they had to do the right thing. Right, uh, they had to break, you know, do the right thing. And after the match, after the grueling war games match, you know, we would, you know, we thought we were going home, but at that time, we had some music come on, and nobody was ready for it. You know what I'm saying? It kind of just kicked in. I didn't know. You said it wasn't going to happen, but then it hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It is. It is, you know, the roof blew off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what happened. But, you know, I see y'all looking at me. I'm just saying, the roof blew off, right? And then as the music was playing, we didn't think it was really going to happen. But we had the return of CM Punk and SummerSlam. He's home, ladies and gentlemen. He's home. Um, He's home. You know, we got to sing along with it. Nick, I saw, I saw you, I saw, I saw both of you guys tweets throughout the throughout it as it was happening. I didn't say anything. I was just gonna wait. I was gonna wait it out the whole night. I said, I know what, I'm gonna chill. So I wasn't able to. I wasn't home when it was happening, so I didn't get to indulge in it live. So I had to watch it on the phone, which is which is crap, by the way, when something like that happens. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, we just started with you. How how elated were you? To hear cult the personality in Chicago. No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Let me have my um concierge huh? with me. Um, you got your belt. Okay. Got hold you. on. <laughs> okay. First of all, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And after that, I said, it's not going to last a year. Damn. That's all I got to say. 
you know he signed a multi year contract, right? It's not gonna last a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Nick's Nick's a man of not many words. Andrew, how you feel? I I agree with Nick. I would like to be proven wrong, but mm-hmm. I I I feel like I feel like I was generous on Twitter. I'm going to give it to the end of December before there's rumors. And I'm going to give him to WrestleMania before they're confirmed. And by this time next year, he either going he's either going to want out or they going he's going to be kicked out. Cuz I kind of cuz you got to think about it. Like the fact that they couldn't tell nobody in the locker room he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like they found out the same time as everybody else. You can't sustain that. You you can't Come, you you can't you you can't sustain that you can't run a business that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then too with Seth, I don't know if he was working us or not. That was I think it was. You, you don't think so? Yeah, I think ain't no work on that, brother. Ah, yeah, I think work. it was a work. I think it was ain't a work. Because I seen a tweet, and I and forgive me because I can't remember who tweeted it, but mm-hmm. this man was. Fired from his last job for fighting, and now you got one of your world champions who want to fight him on site. Like, how is how, how y'all gonna do that? How is how is that not gonna create a hostile environment? And then who who does who does he intend to work with? Because right now the 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 word on the street is is that oh everybody's welcoming me back with open arms. Have they? Is that true? How do we know? Who who you finna work with? Who you finna do a storyline with? Because we thought it was gonna be Shinsuke. That turned out to be a lie. <laughs> we know Seth wants to fight you on site. True. Drew McIntyre, he caught up in something else right now. Roman and nobody in his bloodline, past or present, ain't finna tolerate no, ain't finna tolerate none of that. So what <laughs> what you finna do? <laughs> what you finna do? Giving a job to Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Oh God, no! Please. For your multi to fulfill your multi year contract, that's what you' about to do. <laughs> at least that's what I hope he does. <laughs> so it sounds like I was the only one that was happy about this. Is that is that what it's safe to right. say? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just you. Like I ain't want to burst your bubble, but pretty much. <laughs> I'm, down to, I'm down to burst a bubble. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right so i'll pull the trans full transparency i had no i really didn't have any intentions on going to raw raw was in nashville tennessee i had zero intentions on going to raw tickets was like 20 bucks i was like yeah, i'm straight i didn't want to sit through three hours of a monday night raw oh but saturday night happened <laughs> i mean saturday i can't blame you for going yeah, yeah. Saturday night happened, and I immediately bought my ticket after that because wasn't missing it. I knew he was going to be there. You couldn't, you couldn't pass that up. So you brought up a good point. Where does he go? Where does CM Punk go from here? I mean, there was rumors that he didn't sign. He did sign. They announced Randy Orton to prevent people from wondering if the fifth person would be CM Punk. So they did the right thing there, I believe, because you didn't want to have you didn't want to have to deal with people especially in chicago you didn't want to have to because chicago fans if if nowhere else chicago fans are bought in with this like they're going to chant cm punk at a hockey game 
basketball game, <laughs> like wherever it is, it, it go chant that. So you had to kind of appease them just slightly. So I get that. Now, let's talk about Monday real quick. As we go into where we go, when he came out, when the, before the show started, there was a loud, during main event, there was a loud CM Punk chant throughout the whole break between main event and Raw. When Seth Rollins comes out, there's a CM Punk chant. So you could tell the crowd was into it. So to me, I understand what you all are saying from a personal extent of where does he go from here with some people may not want to work with him. But one thing about wrestlers, they take the money more than they worry about the personal. Shoot. Edge in which Hardy was at? Jeff or Matt? That was dating Matt had to have real matches, even though they were having a little disagreement, for lack of a better word, of a leader, right? So you had to turn that into real stuff. I mean, God bless the dead, Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan and woman, that was a whole thing on WCW. And we see how that turned out. Like, you know what I mean? Like different different things like that play out in real life, right? It's probably a horrible example, but but you, but you see where I'm going with this. Um, yes, I- yeah, I know. Not one of my good ones. I take. I, I really apologize. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do think, I do think the Seth Rollins thing was a work. I don't think Seth likes CM Punk though. I don't. I don't think he likes him. But Seth knows that it's going to be money in Seth versus CM Punk, and it's going to happen at Royal Rumble. Like that's going to be money. Like, like Tampa might have to be. I'm mania is a thing. I, I'm looking at major tickets right now. I'm, I'm going definitely going to be a major, but I might have to make the, the the voyage to Tampa for the Royal Rumble simply because who doesn't want to hear cult of personality in Tampa, right? <laughs> <laughs> but where does he go from here? All jokes aside, where does he go from here? I do believe they have to handle this better than AEW did the first time he came back. If y'all remember the first time he came back to AEW, he instead of immediately jumping into um the championship picture or a meaningful like feud per se, he wrestled randomly Darby Allen on a Friday on a on a dynamite. Y'all remember that? You don't remember that? Go ahead. You got you wanna jump in? Me? Yes, I remember that. Go ahead, Andrew. Because Darby is good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, Darby's great. Maybe they be just doing a slouch. Like Darby is a worker. That no, that's very true. That's not what I'm saying. Is that he he definitely is a worker, but Punk needed a meaningful. Like you got to that that wave of people tuning in just to see him. They're not tuning in to see him against Darby Allen. I was immediately like, I don't want to care about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was nothing behind. It was just, I'm going to wrestle you because you're good. Like, no. Nah. Once he started the MJF stuff or the Jericho or all the other meaningful stuff, I was back I was back tuned in. But I really didn't care about the Darby Allen stuff. Go ahead, Andrew. All right. I mean, what, what you just said is, it makes sense. Like, it... Yeah. Like the Darby Allen match was not meaningful. Right. Like I'm gonna just wrestle you because you're good. However, yeah. and this is probably this probably isn't gonna happen either. I'm just I'm fantasy booking. I'm thinking. I'm trying to make the best out of what I perceive to be a bad situation. 
But because I because like as I had the thought, that's when I realized CM Punk is on Raw and LA Knight is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he's gonna be reintroduced, because you gotta remember, like kids love wrestling, like you gotta introduce like they don't we know about CM Punk and we understand why he's perceived to be a big deal. There's people who have not seen him before or who aren't as familiar with him mm-hmm. who have to be reintroduced. And who better than LA Knight? That's what that's what I'm thinking. Cause it would be the back and forth would be great. The matches would be would be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They would be they would they would be they could put on a clinic if they want to. However, how is that going to work and how would they make it meaningful? And that's another thing. That's something I didn't really like about Survivor Series. Where was LA Knight? There we go. So, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your, th- finish your thought there. No, I mean, that was it. Yeah. So, I, I'm with you just... on that. I was thinking that too. But, you know, something I read today is that Punk okay. is not raw. He's a He's, he's a free agent. So he's going to show up Friday night as well. So okay. that is something that really speaks to where it was LA night, because now that top tier just got a little more crowded and he may be the guy he may be, it may be LA night and Logan Paul at, for the U S title or mania. Like he doesn't have a dance partner right now. I don't see how he factors into the equation anymore. You know, but I would actually prefer that, honestly. I like how you think. Table that neat. Uh what do you think about where's CM Punk go from here? We're gonna say we're gonna say that Andrew for the for the mania break road to mania breakdown, because that is I think that's a good point too. <laughs> this, All right. This <laughs> where do you go with this loud mouth Chicago made asshole? Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. Maybe start off with a I've changed a tour first. Mm-hmm. Um, then think about LA night. Had them go at each other a couple of times and they fight. Um, probably leave LA night to go to either Intercontinental Championship belt or the US belt. Mm-hmm. Those would be the next two for him, I think. Now, when LA it comes Knight. to CM Punk, I would rather him start with LA Knight and then work his way up. Now, him himself might be WrestleMania Night 2 or Night 1. Mm-hmm. It would be in, well, Night, well, this women's match has to be a main event. Nah. Seth and CM Punk with main event night. If you win, if you, if you win on Royal Rumble, no. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. What? He does not need to win the Rumble. No, I'm talking oh, about the Cody's women. Cody's winning the Rumble. Cody's going to win the Rumble. Okay. All right. I'm talking about, he's, it's automatic. Sure. It's yeah. automatic. For the women, automatic. But well, you so know how they, they are. They might whole, change their mind. They do their whole triple main event. Everything's a main event thing. So they'll they'll say right. it's a main yeah. event, but it won't be the last match. The last match will be Punk and CM, Punk and um. Seth Rollins. Seth, that. if it leads up to that moment, that would be <laughs> probably the main event. But <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I just feel you need to start with somebody. If you're going to go this route with him, you need to start off with somebody that everybody's looking at like, he's the next guy up, but now CM Punk is here. 
you took the spotlight from him. And just like Andrea said, where was L.A. Knight at? Mm-hmm. That's your first opponent right there. And then you work your way up. But knowing how WWE fans are and seeing Punk fans are, uh, blah, blah, blah. He should be in the main <laughs> side of blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's already, he's seeing a Punk. He shouldn't have to wait in line. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's going to happen regardless. But just start with L.A. Knight and work your way up to sell. All right. I my only disagreement about the LA Knight thing though is that if we're being honest, LA Knight can't take another loss. That loss against Roman at the uh, he lost against he lost in blood money. Oh, he's losing. Yeah, no, he's losing the book. Like there's there's no way you're not bringing him back right now. As 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 big as that crowd reaction was, I know it was Chicago, but then the next night in Nashville, as big as that crowd reaction was in Nashville, you're not going to waste that. I think his first match, his first meaningful feud, if not Seth, because I believe when's the next, next pay-per-view is what was Elimination Chamber? No. Um, what's the next one? Two, let me see. Let me see. I think this is, I think this is it, right? I don't think there is one in December. No, it's going to be NXT's deadline. Yeah. That's listed as one. And then after that, it's Royal Rumble. Yeah, they're done. They're done so for main roster stuff until Royal Rumble. So, so you could definitely build for for Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, you can definitely build for him and Seth at the, at the Rumble. That would, to me, that would make the most sense, especially if you're doing Punk as the babyface. You're gonna do him and Seth at at Royal Rumble to sell the tickets for Royal Rumble because it'll just it'll be women's main women's Royal Rumble that match maybe like a LA Knight maybe maybe a Logan Paul and somebody jumping off something then the men's match and then we go home but to me because there is a break from now until January you're going with that. It is a two month break at that. Yeah, you got to build up. And you, you get build time something to build. off of that. Yeah. Go ahead. I have Andrew. a thought. Go ahead. Because I be joking, but uh, I be lying when I say I be joking. Uh-huh. It don't have to. He don't have to be. It don't. It doesn't have to be L.A. Night. It could very well be Logan Paul. Because that would CM Punk versus Logan Paul. Yeah. He he said it himself on Monday night. He not there to make friends. He there to make money. Logan money. Paul is money, regardless of how you feel about him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If it, I... if yeah, because my thought was because we talked about this, if not last episode, the episode before, where does the U.S. title go from here? And we talked about how Logan Paul was bringing extra this extra attention to it, elevating it at all. If anybody was gonna beat Logan. Paul, Paul, and this is prior to CM Punk coming back. If anybody mm. was going to beat him for that title, it should mm. be LA Knight because it would continue to be elevated because LA hot LA Knight is white hot right now. True. However, if it's not LA Knight, and then CM Punk doesn't really need a title. Like they could just fight to fight. But like it's CM Punk and LA Knight. If it's CM Punk and Logan Paul, you could make you could make money off that if it's just about the money. And then it it's also like it's 
Logan Paul, like I said, regardless of how you feel about him as a person, he it seems like he takes wrestling pretty seriously. He's yes. really good at it. He does. He's he takes very, it very seriously. Yeah. It's very entertaining to watch in the ring. Why not? I also feel like Logan Paul would be the one to to start the issues, but who knows? <laughs> I just who knows? I love it. I love it. It's it's I agree with if, that. If we're being honest, it's in it's endless possibilities because you I know you guys are huge fact huge fans of CM Punk at this moment. I get it. But if we're being honest, just from a wrestling standpoint, a fan standpoint, you really can't go. They really can't mess this up right now, right? Unless they try to, like they put them in a match with um, Apollo Crews or something like that, right? Apollo, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you do something like that, it's like, yeah, like, yeah. Speaking Send Apollo, back to NXT. Then he was on main event. He was the first match on main event. I was like, dang, man, he done dropped the whole shtick of the. I mean, I know he'd been dropped that Nigerian thing a long time ago, but yeah, I was like, dang, bro, that's tough. But he's still getting a check, though. That's really all that matters. He's still getting a check. Shout out to Apollo. But yeah, that was it. Oh, real quick, one more thing about um about Monday Night Raw. I was being there live. Whoever those Creed brothers are, the tag team. I never. I I must admit, I had never seen them until uh, that night. Did y'all see? Did y'all see them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I missed. I don't know how I missed that on them. I don't know how I missed out on it. You don't Honestly, watch NXT? I do, but not faithfully. <laughs> faithfully. Like, I don't watch them faithfully. That's, what, that's how you missed out. Like, the Creed yeah. brothers, been, they, they've been standing on business for a while. Like, what do you mean? You ain't Listen. seen them before. Like, what you Listen. mean? I was, I was in there like, me and my partner was texting like, bro, who is these dudes? <laughs> like, like I, I guess I probably if I really think about it, if you bring up a match or bring up like a, a NXT a pay per view or something like that, like, oh, I remember now. I I will remember, but it was something about that Monday night when they was in in that uh, tag team turmoil match. I was like, yeah, they got this. They are stars. Yeah. Like they they whole setup. They they yeah. So I'm all in on them. So I'm I'm going to go back this weekend and catch up on some Creed brother stuff because I was like, man, who go is back. The hell? Go back. And Julius, and, Julius Creed, Julius, yeah, they, man, dude, strong as I don't know what, man. Like, yeah, now nah, I'm in. I'm all I in on have two of them that's strong. Both of them strong. But the one that the one that was doing the whole every time he caught somebody on his knees and pulled him up and all this, I think that was Julius. So, yeah, I'm, Julius. Nah, I'm a big, I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. Yeah. Right. I got my CM Punk. Unless y'all want me to play Cult of Personality again, Do y'all want me to play it again. No, huh, we don't need to do that. Thank ne- you. No, no good. Okay, all right. So we don't need that again. No, okay. we'll, no. <laughs> we'll move on. Nick, uh, it's it's time for what's your theme music, right? Pick my theme music, right? No, Wait, we forgot we, something. We did. We forgot something. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a lot to say about it. You said I'm too mm-hmm. happy. I'm, I'm too. Much, I'm in too much of a good mood because this is just gonna piss me off. Let's I, I, get negative. <laughs> all right. So after, <laughs> after, after all of that positivity that we've had in wrestling, just wrestling period, right? It's been calm for the most part. You know what I'm saying? 
CM Punk's back. Everybody's happy except for Nick. <laughs> and Andrew's unbothered. You know, it is what it is. But it was revealed. If you remember, I start there. If you remember when Punk was terminated from AEW, Tony Khan said that there was a council of people with the final decision being made by him, uh, him being Tony Khan, that to release CM Punk. However, shortly thereafter, Monday Night Raw is when I saw it on my timeline. Uh, there was released that Tony Khan says that Daniel Bryan was the head of the council and the person who decided to let Punk go. All right. So I probably have the most to say about this. I can go if you guys want me to. If not, Nick, you can speak on it however you feel. But yeah, go ahead, Nick. First of all, Andrew said this months ago, I mean, weeks ago, months ago, whenever. Mm -hmm. Tony puts his big boy pants on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have this thing happen and to name drop Daniel Bryan, who people love mm-hmm. as a decided vote, mm-hmm. that's a coward ass move. Yeah. Very much so. Coward. Like all you had to do was say, look, Daniel Bryan was part of the cancel. This person was part of the cancel. This part, this part, this part. We all voted. I made the last decision. Boom. That's it. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to say that Daniel Bryan was the last person to say something. So basically, you're casting blame on him. Exactly. And how these AEW and CM Punk fans react, they're going to be all on his head for no reason because the boss ratted him out. Instead of being the boss, I mean, like, look, it took care of it, he gone, whatever. Move on. That's it. So for me, it's a coward move. I hope he isn't the real deciding vote because Tony says so because Tony's inconsistent in his damn self. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say. Angie, what you got? My whole thing is is with this, Daniel Bryan is the head of this committee. So like I got I got a few things I want to say. First of all, why why is Daniel Bryan the head of HR? Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of nothing like that ever in my life. Mm-hmm. We can't even name the HR. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to compare, but yeah, I am. I ain't, I don't know the name of the HR people in WWE. I couldn't tell you what they look like. I couldn't tell you who make the outside of Vince McMahon and Triple H and, and like the people on the board, I can't tell you who make the final decision over there. I can't tell you who is in Vince McMahon's ear saying this person needs to be fired or this person needs to be fined. And like, that's another thing. Like he's on, he's heading up this committee and he's also like handing out fines to people as needed. Like, who, Why are you doing that? And then too, it's just like, even, even with something like wrestlers court, we've up until now historically speaking we haven't we don't know the ins and outs of wrestlers court we don't know who's on the wrestlers court jury or who's defending who until Mm -hmm. years after the fact Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people who didn't even know wrestlers court was a thing until like undertaker talked about it on his documentary Mm -hmm. so like why do we need to know like why did you have to put that out there you know? Exactly. 
Like I was when the whole CM Punk thing first happened, I was trying to give Tony Khan the benefit of the doubt. But there's like it's clear now that like is he a boss or is he not? Are you in charge or are you not? Like who really is running the show? Right. And why is somebody else taking the blame? And this is something else. Cause I there was he was asked about CM Punk returning to WWE. He says, I can't legally talk about it. And then a couple hours later, this comes out. Mm-hmm. What what narrative are you trying to spin? What are you trying to do? <laughs> also, who the hell be leaking all the AEW stuff like this? Go. Good question. Like go. every week, some leak out. Every week, you go to jail. This is so ridiculous. Ne- you said something when you said he could have just said this, or he could have just said that. I do you one better. He literally could have said nothing. Nothing. Absolutely he didn't have to say anything, and that's been his problem from day one. Pretty much is that he then the fuck up is free. He says too much. This is the biggest announcement in AW history. It's the biggest signing, and da, 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 da. everything is the biggest, this biggest that he's ruined that. And what 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 made me mad about this is that the biggest knock on him that other people like, I was a huge AW fan, AEW supporter, I should say when it first started because I felt like them being competition for lack of a better word to the WWF was a great thing because WWF needed it. WWE, excuse me, needed it. And um, the thing that people would say about him was like, he's not, he doesn't know the business. He's just a fan with an endless, endless checkbook. He doesn't know the business though. And he proves that to proves that time and time and time again, you bring, you bring CM Punk back that second time. Whatever happened backstage, the fights, all that stuff, that stuff happens because there is no culture there, right? There is no respect there. There is no level of accountability there because the air quotes boss does not have the respect of the people around him. His executive, you don't lose Cody Rhodes, man. Like, let's just take it all the way back to there. You don't lose Cody Rhodes for the reasons why you lose Cody. Now, Cody wants to go get a bigger paycheck and see what's going on. No, Cody left WWE to because how he was treated and basically started the damn company with the Bucks. And then Tony becomes in the pocket of the Bucks. And next thing you know, Cody of all people feels on the outs. And now he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling, period. You don't lose that. You don't build up Jay Cargill and basically fumble that because you don't build her up in the ring or have her develop a character but build up that big of a star and lose it for nothing you don't bring in all these people you're doing he's fumbling this opportunity with i I get he has endless money so it's not like it's gonna hurt his pockets but the fact that he's fumbling this opportunity of primetime tv three nights a week had a million viewers doesn't have a million viewers now but you had three you have three nights a week pay-per-views 80,000 people in Wembley, all those great things. But the leadership is fumbling it because there's no respect for him. And the people who work there don't respect him. Half of them don't like the books, and the books have the final say-so. And then you then you throw Daniel Bryan, of all people, 
under the bus. The nicest damn guy. And I ain't never met Dan Bryan in my life. But he seems like the nicest guy in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he just seems like the nicest guy in the world. And I, I one thing I, I despise, I've had to be, when it comes to professional world, when it comes to corporate America, when it comes to anything, I've been in leadership positions since I was 18 years old, 18, 19 years old. One thing I despise is incompetent leaders. Can't I cannot deal with it because it it just doesn't. I can deal with somebody that's a people person. I can deal with somebody that's a micromanager. I can deal with somebody that's in between because we all have a little bit of both of that in us when we have do certain things, right? But at the end of the day, when you are the top of the food chain, the, the company is yours. You created it. The book stops with you. You understand what I'm saying? You you are in that position because you have to make hard decisions. If you got to fire that man, fire him. Don't say. Yeah, I wanted to, but Daniel Bryan said this. No, you can't do that. Because now you you telling me Daniel Bryan's a hall monitor? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, this is stupidest, stupidest shit in the world. Like, you got Daniel Bryan as a hall monitor, and that man just wanted to eat kale, do yoga, and live with his wife. Like, who? Like, come on, bro. Like, dude, AEW will be Impact Wrestling in six months if he don't get his shit together. And that's the honest truth. It'll be a waste of time. It'll be, it'll, you will, they're already, TNT will look up and say, why are we wasting all this money on 500,000 people watching this show? Well, 400,000 people watching the show, especially the Saturday, the Saturday show. The Saturday show has been in the pits of hell since Punk left. Let's be all the way honest. Nobody's watching Collision on Saturday. Nobody. So in six months, it is, it is about to be, it is November in November, December 2023. By the time it gets hot outside again, start to get hot outside again, we'll be looking at AEW like Impact Wrestling if he if Tony Khan don't get his shit together or step aside and get somebody in there who knows the wrestling business better than he does. This is stupid. That ain't a hot take. That's the damn truth. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Again, didn't want to, I, I wanted to skip over there because I didn't want to, I, I hate, I hate being, because I love having fun on this show, but I hate the fact that he's squandering this opportunity so bad. And I get it. You know what I mean? This is probably his first time doing something like this. Hell, I probably would make mistakes if it was my first time in a multi-million dollar company. But at the end of the day, one of the best things about leadership is being able to delegate. So if you delegate to somebody, what I mean by delegate is you get people around you that know better than you do and can handle the situation. Now, what you don't do, though, is use them as scapegoats. You don't use them as like if you come out on TV and do this whole thing about you if let CM Punk go, no one needed to know who that counsel was. Cause now the people in AEW who were pro CM Punk or didn't like the way it was handled now have a face to put on that that's not Tony Khan. And that's the part that sucks. All right. JR is right there. Yeah. Now, JR JR just getting a paycheck. JR been JR Jim Ross has been mailing it in. He calling it WWE by mistake sometimes, forgetting people names and shit. JR been JR been mailing it in for at least a year down there. He just getting paid. I, mean, I hear what you're saying, but you can have him train up somebody like an apprentice. And that's how the situation to, train up and then work from there. If, if I was Tony Khan, again, this is all fantasy book. If I'm Tony Khan, there is there's a new there's some new blood. Just how Triple H became Vince, you know, the new guy working up under Vince. It can be Daniel Bryan, and that's cool. It can be somebody like that because Daniel Bryan only has maybe three or four, three or three more years of his tops, right? With his injuries and you know not wanting to do it and not travel. 
you can have him in a position to be around stuff like that and help you with booking, but he needs assistance is all I'm saying. And he needs it mm-hmm. bad. He, he, it can't, and it can't be the people that are there now because that the regime is there now. I don't know what the hell they do. And he needs to be more Ted Turner and less try to be Eric Bischoff. Ted Turner was just the pocketbook, was just a checkbook and let Eric Bischoff run the damn thing. Not doing both. Cause he's just in the there. He's in the way. He's just in the way. It's just like if you are the angel investor in the company, or like you you get on the bottom floor of a company. I've invested in smaller companies, you know, kickstarters and stuff like that. I'm not calling them on their on their company meetings or their or their business meetings. Like, hey, y'all, you should do this. No, I invested my money. I want my return when it's time to take the money out. That's all I want. That's all I care about. I don't care what y'all doing on day to day, cause I don't know anything about that company. But anyway, man. My bad. Off my soapbox. Let's have fun again. Good. <laughs> you good. You good. Told the truth. All right. Let's have fun again. Let's hear some theme music. What you got for us? All right. So I originally, originally, we were going to talk about CM Punk's theme music. There we go. But we're not. Oh, we're not. We gonna we gonna put a pin in it because <laughs> I watched. <laughs> I I like to watch Raw before we record just to make sure it's fresh in my mind, just in case. And it was brought to my attention that they have new theme music this week. Okay. So I wasn't. Sure. I just I. No, you weren't. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to ask myself when I first heard like what is this? Yeah. And so that is my question to y'all. Like, what is that? Like, what do you think? How how do y'all feel about the new music? I I'll, I'll go. So. I, I'll go first. Well, Nick did here, so I'll go. When I'm I'm there live, I'm like, man, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> I didn't. I, I again, I don't watch Raw live much. I'm like you. I, I check on it, you know, right before the show or. Or if it's a big match or something, then I'll watch it. But I I can't tell you the last time I sat down at 7 p.m. Central and was ready to rock. You know what I mean? Just right off the whim. So, yeah, it caught me off guard, too. I was not prepared for that. But I don't like it. It's too mellow, almost, I think is the word I'm looking for. No, not mellow, but it, it, it wasn't hitting. I'll just say that. It wasn't hitting. What do you think, Andrew? All right. I wouldn't say mellow, but I would say that the guy rapping does not believe a word he's saying. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because with the... Because I'm hoping they don't change the SmackDown theme. Like, with the guy rapping, I'm taking it all. Like, you could he, you could listen to him and tell he, he really finna take it all. This yeah. guy's like, I won't stop. Like, didn't work you 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 already have like nobody believes you like mm-hmm. it's not as for for as intense as wrestling is for as electrifying as it is to be to watch and to be in the arena like that song is not it it's not it like they could call josiah back up and get him in the studio they <laughs> why he made that face <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But... I'll 
I'm going to let that stand simply because you didn't hear the song that we're talking about. Guess I it. feel I like... Listen to it later. I listen to it later, but it's probably yeah. slow anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. But they... And also, too, like, I, I understand now that, like, CM Punk is back and it's... They're kind of going... It's a cold day in hell, I guess. Like they're they're moving into like a new era, but I feel like it's mad weird to have new theme music now mm-hmm. when you could have like WrestleMania is four months away. Like y'all could have waited. Like it makes more sense to it. I don't know. To me, it just makes more sense to wait till WrestleMania to do new theme music like that. It does but, seem like um, they did a reset, didn't it? Like it just did a reset of yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's a good word for it, a reset. That's exactly what it feels like. Hmm. Hmm. I'd rather do like a reset like every four or five months almost, it seems like. Yeah, because they, they were saying how big of a deal this Raw was to them. So I'm guessing yeah. that was in the plan. But yeah, that, that music wasn't it, though. I'm going to be real. That wasn't it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go right ahead. Did you you finished up with us on your what's your theme music? Um, one last question, I guess, if y'all want to talk about it. Let's oh. do it. Do y'all have any any favorite past themes or anything or any ones that just stick out to y'all? Because one, one that sticks out to me the most was uh what is it? I think it was for SmackDown, The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, like that so one nice. sticks out to me a lot. It just like I hear that song now, and like it's always it's like forever Im- embedded in my mind. It's SmackDown's about to come on, even though yeah. that's not always true. But that that's one. one that just stands out to me. But if there are any that y'all like, y'all prefer, that remind you of any particular area eras that you feel fond of. The Raw is War, when the um, when they would switch from Monday Night Raw to Raw is War. That one was it didn't have any words. I don't I don't remember any words, but that that would always work for me. Um I used to like the theme music to like the old school theme music to Royal Rumble would always I know I know it's kind of off subject, but that that I would that when you were asking the question, that's the one that popped in my head the first the first time. Like the old school theme music for Royal Rumble, like from like 90, 91, like 94, that always works. Um yeah, those are probably the first to answer your question. Those popped in my head the first. The Rod's Ward and the old school Royal Rumble. Right. I'll go Rod's War. And NXT when they were the black and yellow brand. Excuse me. Um they had one that they played before they um shows that I liked. Um that one around that era was pretty good too. It was one of the metal songs that Triple H would pick. And yeah, that one. I forgot what it's called. Was it the but, We Are Not Your Kind? Was no, that one? it was the one before that. Before that one. I'm trying to think. We Are Not Your Kind, and they came out like this. Um, before Bianca was about to go up. Yeah. And months before that, so it was the one before that one. So those are the main two for me. Okay, that's it for me. What you say, Nick? 
All right, in today's what you say? We'll be talking about wrestling segments that are funny, weird, or in between. Since we talked about our truth, <laughs> he has plenty of great moments. Yeah, but let's go back to 2020. 2020. When Brock Lesnar walked out with his advocate Paul Heyman. But you know, you're talking about the World Rumble. This is the World Rumble when he says he's going to come in first and win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And World Rumble, I mean, I'm talking about in our troop decided it'd be a good time to announce his entry for the match. So, he's talking about he was the underdog. He has to go against bigger opponents. But he wasn't mm-hmm. talking about Brock Lesnar. He was talking about Paul Heyman. <laughs> and he said he's going to put Paul Heyman over <laughs> the rope. Yeah. And Paul that. Heyman told him, hey, I'm not in the World Rumble match. Brock Lesnar is going to be in the World Rumble match. Yeah. And that's when our troop decided to say, my bad, and try to get up out of it before. <laughs> Brock Lesnar gives him an F5. Oh my God. Do, do y'all remember that? Y'all got any? Oh, I remember that. Thoughts on that one? I remember that. R Truth is a man, dog. He's the man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> I was just going to say he has like perfect comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of people, like, they try to make a lot of people really be acting like, oh, well, R Truth, he's just. Like he's just there to be funny, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's right. nothing wrong with that at all. Like that's it's like that's his character. It's amazing. Wrestling can be made, serious and also funny. He's yeah. he's he's made it this long doing that, and he he's gonna always have a job if he wants one because you can't you can't duplicate what what our truth does, man. It is effortless. Really can't effortless. Love that dude. All right. That's all I can say. Yes, sir. It is your match of the week, Nick. What you got for us, big dog? All right. Let's talk about bad matches that never should have happened. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's go back to 2003. Okay. Mm-hmm. WWE Vengeance. Now, you know, they have a lot of crazy matches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of them. So apparently, APA had an invitation barroom brawl. Okay. Yes, they had a barroom bra- brawl. Uh huh. For a match. <laughs> and the stipulation was the last man left drinking wins. Okay. <laughs> now, why did I pick this match? Dr. V. Because I found out that the Easter Bunny was in this match. Hold on. You said the Easter Bunny? Yes. He did. He's in the bra. But want to know who was the Easter Bunny? Ah, damn. Go ahead. I don't remember. I found this out today. Damien Sandow was actually the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Oh. 
Uh, also, Bruce Pritchard is in the match. Yep. Don't the clown for some reason. Yep. Yeah. It was fun. People got hit with um a bar stool. Whole lot of chaos. It was a mess. Sounds so. like. I don't want to click play on it while we on the air, but I'm looking at the pictures and it looks like a whole. Literally and figuratively, it looks like a mess. Yeah. Yes, and Brother Love is there too. Oh man. So, the next match of the week. Due to all the chaos going on in the wrestling, is WWE Revengeance 2003 APA Invitational Barroom Brawl. Oh, that's thanks for the link. That's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Great show, y'all. Great show. Um. Uh, thank you again. Thank you everybody for listening. Um. As you know, as we said, we finally got our YouTubes up. We would be going going for this would be an audio and visual experience. So thank you all for being patient with us while we get this up and running. Um, yeah, man, this this is just it's cool. Get to talk wrestling with the homies is always cool. So <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in. Um, you got anything to say to people before we get out of here, guys? When you make a decision, you stand on it. That's it. Don't don't stand on it like King Harris did to T.I.'s. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Don't stand on business. Don't do that and don't do what Tony Khan did either. Don't Definitely don't do what Tony Khan did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Nick, you got something to say? Now he just Nick. disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you got something to say to the people before we get out of here, man. This is gonna people of Houston, Texas. Ah, shit. <laughs> First of all, your city is way too big. Yeah, Houston. Houston's wide open. It's wide open. It took me thirty minutes <laughs> to go ten miles. Yep. But anywho, my thing is Houston, Texas. Why do y'all drive so damn fast? The speed straight. limit is 65. Mm-hmm. You push 102. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's excessive. Yeah. It's really excessive. But other than that, Houston Texas are great. The women are great. Food's great. I'll be back soon. All right. And on that note, we are out. Bye. Florida State is still trash, though. Ah, you're just a hater. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs>